Welcome to our worship today on this Epiphany Sunday. On this day, we will be celebrating the story of the coming of the Magi to visit Christ in Bethlehem. The Feast of the Epiphany is actually on January the 6th, but we're celebrating it on the nearest Sunday. There are many customs associated with this day. In some places, this is the day upon which gifts are given. But there's also a tradition which we follow at seal, and that's the tradition of chalking the door. For Epiphany, we write above our door in church and at home the formula 20 plus C plus M plus B plus 21. 20 and 21, of course, are the, the numbers of the year. C, M and B either stand for Caspar, Melchior and Balthazar or for Christus Mansionem Benedicat, Christ bless this house. Either way, it's an invitation to God to come and bless us, to bring the light of his star, the light of his love into our lives. It's an invitation to the wise men to come and find Christ among us too. If you'd like to share in this little tradition, you can either use some chalk that you've got at home to do this, or if you like, you can pop into church and pick up a safely quarantined packet of chalk, which are sitting at the back of the church. It's open from 9.30 to around about five o'clock each day. So do come and collect your chalk and invite Christ and invite the wise men into your house as a blessing for this new year. We thank Jill Myers for our first reading and the choristers of St Martin in the Fields for our two Epiphany hymns today.
Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. During this season of Christmas tide, we're reminded that Christ is the light of the world, the light that shines in the darkness, and no darkness could overcome it. And so we have confidence to bring to God the darkness in ourselves, the things which we regret or feel ashamed of, knowing that God always loves and will forgive us. The Bible says the sun of righteousness has dawned with healing in his wings. And so let us come to the light of Christ, confessing our sins in penitence and faith, saying together, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who by the leading of a star manifested your only Son to the peoples of the earth, mercifully grant that we, who know you now by faith, may at last behold your glory face to face, through Jesus Christ your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The reading is taken from Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 to 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nation shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm today is Psalm 72. Give the king your justice, O God, 
and your righteousness to the king's son, that he may rule your people righteously and the poor with justice, that the mountains may bring prosperity to the peoples and the little hills bring righteousness. He shall defend the needy among the people. He shall rescue the poor and crush the oppressor. He shall live as long as the sun and moon endure from one generation to another. He shall come down like rain upon the mown field, like showers that water the earth. In his time shall the righteous flourish. There shall be abundance of peace till the moon shall be no more. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall pay tribute, and the kings of Arabia and Saba offer gifts. All kings shall bow down before him, and all the nations do him service. For he shall deliver the poor who cries out in distress, and the oppressed who has no helper. He shall have pity on the lowly and poor. He shall preserve the lives of the needy. He shall redeem their lives from oppression and violence, and dear shall their blood be in his sight. The Gospel reading today comes from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight, O Lord our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Often, when exploring and contemplating events from the Bible, it is helpful to create word pictures that might build up images in our heads and make us feel involved in the stories that we hear. When speaking of the wise men, most of us already have our own ideas embedded in our brains, many of them from Christmas cards showing three characters with camels riding through the desert on their journey to Bethlehem. 
this pandemic year, there's been cartoons circulating where one wise man says to the other two, if anyone asks, we're all from the same household. And some of the three men arriving in Bethlehem after their long journey, only to realise that they've forgotten their face masks. Something we can all relate to. It's all symbolic of a Christmas none of us expected when we began 2020. Like many others, in my house, there are still gifts waiting to be given when it's safe and sensible to do so. It feels a bit like the wise men being told to prepare, but then to put their plans on hold. Perhaps we too are people forced to go by another road from that we expected when we set out at the beginning of last year. We don't know how many Magi visited Jesus at the time Matthew tells of, but with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh, it fits well to have three bearers of gifts fit for a king in their nativity scenes, even if they are only representative of a greater number. There's a lot of stuff around these men that has found its way into art, music and folklore, which isn't actually mentioned in the Bible. There are no camels, for example, but it speaks volumes of the enduring appeal of these people as characters in a story and how differently we may relate to each of them. Perhaps they are like many of us as we set off on a Christian journey, but unlike the shepherds who received angelic guidance as to where to find God's revelation, it sometimes has to be enough to just keep trying to head in the right direction, trusting that God will be there at the end. In my view, currently there's this tension between the routine journeys we are not making versus finding where we are on life's big journey. Many people have told me that they actually miss the train to and from work or crawling through rush hour traffic in a way they never thought likely. Maybe it's enforced change that seems so unpalatable. Yet rather than impatiently longing for a return to the previous normality, we could use this extra time to reflect upon where we find ourselves on our personal life journeys. When we look back on this stage of our pilgrimage, will we feel that we considered our fellow travellers? God definitely offers possibilities beyond those that we may have seen so far. And it is possible that new horizons are beckoning us. Imagine the journeys of those fleeing war and persecution. There is no certainty of the route, the conditions, whether they will meet kindness or evil along the way. Think of those fleeing domestic abuse. Will there be protection and guidance as they take those first few steps? what they hope will be freedom and safety. What we meet on each of our journeys through life may make God hard to find or be his very revelation, but few 
will have a smooth journey and some will find it hard to keep going at times. The Magi understood that they had met the true King of the Jews and that this would not be well received by Herod, who must therefore be an imposter, and their judgment proved well placed when he later lashed out by killing all Bethlehem children under two years old. They left for their country by another road, we are told. They saw things differently after meeting Jesus. Did they get an insight into the change that was ahead? The servant king, a helpless baby, contrasted with a tyrant? It becomes apparent that the best each one of us can do is recognise that we depend upon each other when the star fades and we feel uncertain as to which is the best way forward. We're not left looking onto wise men journeying in picture postcard perfection, but a fellow travellers finding ourselves in anything but the perfect Christmas scene, recognising that we step out each day in God's grace. The trouble with so many Christmas cards is that the star is so bright, Bethlehem so obvious, it's all cut and dried. To be fair, it wouldn't be great on a card if it weren't so, but neither does it reflect our own struggles for spiritual discernment. Later in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus himself helps us to understand this when he speaks of the kingdom of heaven as being like treasure hidden in a field, like a merchant in search of fine pearls, like a tiny mustard seed. We may not always recognise his kingship, manifesting itself in unpredictable ways, but however epiphany may be understood or recognised by each one of us, being open to finding God in unexpected places is all part of the journey. Isaiah tells of light being brought into the darkness, which will draw kings and nations to praise it. His portrayal of God's revelation is one that grows as the light spreads further, together with much rejoicing. Isaiah knew that although the Israelites had returned from exile to ruin and poverty, that once they came to recognise the grace of God in their lives, things would begin to change. He told them, you shall see and be radiant. This radiance would enrich their lives through new and restored relationships. Both Isaiah and Matthew reassure us that each one of us is loved and called by God. A message of hope and comfort for all who currently find themselves in darkness, that they will once again emerge to find the light. Amen. Let us pray. Light of the world, the Magi were led to Christ from the ends of the earth by a shining star. Lead us to meet you today. Light of the world, the Magi brought gifts fit for a king to give to your son. Accept the gifts we bring of our minds and bodies, time and talents, hearts and lives. 
light of the world, the Magi, strangers from far away, were welcomed by the Holy Family. Help us to welcome one another as you have welcomed us. Light of the world, may we see your love revealed in Christ, in one another and in all your creation, this epiphany and always. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Light of the world, we pray for those who feel as if they're in the dark today, because of war, poverty and oppression. Give the light of your wisdom to all who lead and have responsibility. We pray for those who feel excluded, for those like the Magi who find they are foreigners in a strange land, for refugees and all who feel far from home. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Light of the world, shine in our community. We pray for our friends, families and neighbours, for our schools as they start term with most children learning from home again for staff facing the challenges of teaching effectively and safely, for parents and children dealing with the complexities of homeschooling and work. We pray for all who are organising the vaccination programme locally. And we pray for our friends in lavender fields and for all who are once again having to shield at home. We pray especially for key workers, for medical staff, and for all who cannot work from home, who have to take risks to serve others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Light of the world, we pray for those who are sick, anxious or lonely at this time. Bring them the light of your healing in body, mind and spirit. We pray too for those who are facing death, asking for your courage and your peace for them. Help us to remember that in death and in life we are held in your loving hands. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. During this season of Christmastide, we remember that Jesus is called Emmanuel, which means God with us. His name reminds us that even though we may be separated from one another, we are united in God, who holds us all in his hands. The Bible says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called the Prince of Peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us pray. God, our Father, your word has come among us in the Holy Child of Bethlehem. May the light of faith illumine our hearts and shine in our words and deeds through him who is Christ the Lord. Amen. 
And now Christ, who by his incarnation gathered into one things earthly and heavenly, fill you with peace and goodwill, and make you to share in the divine nature. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.